0: Boop, boop, boop. And <laughs> everything's in it. Now we're podcasting. Sweet. This is how you podcast. That was easy. Podcasting ABC. One, two, three. One, two, three. Here's an intro. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and hidden kombucha under the table in the fridge. Want to thank everybody for being here today i don't know what it's like in the future when this uh episode airs but right now in real time with us sitting here it is a rainy day in pittsburgh my boy here got a little a little soggy getting into the studio but you probably can't tell a little bit a little bit wet you know he's he's resilient he made it through the storm it did and in in a few different ways which we may get into (laughs) because you know your boy's been dealing with some stuff it's been kind of crazy but we're just meeting for the first time today this is my my new friend dusty ray aka purple child make some noise for the internet Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me. Internet's really, really happy that you're here. It's good to meet you. We've been in communication now for like a year or two. I feel like through just various email and messages and, you know, the internet. Yeah. Just like, yo, we got to link up one day. Yeah. And then just like it just hasn't fucking happened until now. But now here we are. We're meeting for the first time. There's a bunch of strangers here watching us meet and interact for the first time. Yep. And uh, yeah.
1: It's cool that you're here. It's freaking cool, man. I love the show. By the way, thank you so much for having me. It's super cool, super cool to see you out there doing this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being a part of it. It's super
0: cool to see all the stuff Absolutely. you've been doing now too. I Minks, mean, like, you seem like you a pretty busy boy with a yeah. uh, a long background in you know the Pittsburgh music scene and beyond. There's a whole lot of talking points that we can get into, yeah. but right now let's talk about what you're most currently working on, which I believe is this purple child project which yeah. is spelled p p or P R P R P L C H L D. yeah all right so what's that all about uh not the spelling but the project <laughs> seriously maybe we should talk about the spelling more it makes it uh, e- <laughs> uh, it's like uh harder to remember but easier to google
1: just no uh <laughs> what
0: is it vowels
1: no vowels okay yeah, gotcha. no vowels internet like there's like weird
0: vowels though There's is like
1: omitting some weird ones yeah it's kind of weird but Everything I do is weird. Oh, so, right. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that name came uh actually from it's kind of a crazy story. Um, I, I you know I've been in a bunch of bands, used a bunch of different names, but my my like family and everything they've always called me a purple child. Oh, really? And that's because when I was born, my uh, umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. Whoa! And I okay. was totally purple and had like a cone head, according to my dad. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's where I got the name. So it's kind of like in a weird way the underlying story to like all my music is kind of like this life death type situation that I for some reason always encounter so uh yeah that's really where that comes from and I just went with it because it just felt like me you know what I mean felt like you know something I could do where if I wanted to change styles or change things up it wouldn't matter because it's always going to kind of be straight from me so
0: yeah yeah and what style of music are you doing right now? For me, because, I mean, there's so much that we can dig into. Totally. Uh, but, you know, I know, obviously, like, pretty much the short, the cliff's notes, I would say, of your yeah. musical career would be, like, you know, starting in a rock background. Right. And ending up in, like, more of an electronic focus background or what some may argue is modern rock. Right. Depending on your perspective. Like, yeah. what's your take on that?
1: Um, well... Funny enough, like I, when I started listening to music when I was very young, like I listened to everything. So it was either Metallica, Ace of Bass, uh, you know, Blink-182. Sure. It was, Uh, it was the
0: right time. Like if you grew up in the nineties, like it
1: was, everything was popular. Yeah. Plethora of everything. So Uh instead of like niching myself totally, I've always just kind of been a fan of just kind of doing what I want. And uh, whether that be throwing a keyboard or throwing a harmonica or throwing a guitar, like I just kind of go with it, you know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like this kind of almost developed into my sound, which is almost like you don't really know what I might drop next. And it's not really intentional either. It just kind of happens that way. You I know feel like I mean? that's
0: more natural, though, because it ends up being like a genuine reflection of yourself versus the concept of like, oh, you know, we're a... A hardcore band, so we're just going to write hardcore songs because right. we're a hardcore band. And like for you, it's like, well, no, I'm me, and I got a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you yeah. just going to mix it up.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, my first original music was very electronic rock emo stuff. Like, I'd say the first EP I ever made in my first band after drama, like back in high school. Yeah, So
0: which, that- which was, uh, I
1: don't mean to cut you off, oh. but I was actually
0: just with Buzzy Torque. Before,
1: before today,
0: like before I got here and, uh, he asked me who I was podcasting with and, uh, I told him
1: and he was like, oh, you got to bring up after drama. <laughs> I think he, he actually did some work
0: on my uh-huh. first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's a great dude. I remember uh, and Josh at the studio yeah. too. Like, yeah, shout outs to Buzzy real quick. Yeah, up, Buzzy? yeah uh, good dude. Yeah, he's a talented. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. You brought it up. I didn't have to, but all right. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's where it all started. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, doing Doing stuff like that. And, you know, we were playing shows, you know, playing big shows at mr smalls and stuff and then we went on a u.s tour and then we broke up after that and then i moved to the west coast and then joined a band out there and then just toured the u.s for like two years straight and then um yeah and all the music has been slightly similar i feel like it's been very you know i'm a pop guy at the end of the day i really like music that a lot of people can like if that makes any sense yeah. i like i almost feel a need to like not necessarily please people, but it makes me excited to create something that a lot of people could potentially totally, enjoy. Totally, you know what What's mean? your take on people that have a thing against
0: pop music? Cause there are people that seem to have this vendetta against the idea of pop yeah. music. And that really, it kind of rubs me the wrong way when people think like that. Cause I feel yeah. like they have this
1: very jaded view of what pop music is. Um, I totally get it. You know, like I feel like I remember in my first band, I would never listen to the radio Um, even though I was into like older pop music, maybe like eighties pop, you know, or or early nineties, but I would never really jam to the radio. Um, I kind of felt like it was really watered down and I didn't hear any songs I really liked. So I just didn't mess with it. But, um, I think that's might be where those people are coming from, but it's, it's totally kind of subjective in a way, you know? Um, but I don't know. Pop is also guilty of doing a lot of things that are out there, I feel like, which is what drew me to it. But I think that might be what people don't like is like, you know, one day you have a Britney Spears and then one day you have a Ludacris and then one day you have a Calvin Harris. And it's like, they might not all be this. They're all kind of totally in their own niche. And that's what I think is really cool about pop music is it's almost like a list of yeah, all the different genres and people. So yeah. you're not going to like all of it.
0: I think you know. too. Sometimes people maybe get a misunderstanding of what of what pop music is in the sense that you know something cannot be popular but still be pop music mm-hmm. technically. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. It's right. like right. I appreciate music written in a pop music format because it's there's a lot of nuance that goes into writing a really simple track mm-hmm. that can resonate with. A large demographic of people, yeah, and I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, yeah, you know, specifically people that I know that may be more on like the the technical heavy metal side of things, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, oh, if this isn't a thousand miles an hour or you know, ten thousand time signature changes in yeah. a five minute period, it's not a good song, right? But it's like I don't think that's the right way to look at it because can you? It's like you try to write a song that has a very you know technically simple structure, but Mm-hmm. Can connect with millions mm-hmm. of people. It's like it's a it's an element of songwriting that goes past the technicality and goes into like what makes music human. Like what makes us can right. draws us to music in a different way. It's a whole other part of your brain that you're using. Right, totally. It's
1: so neat. Totally. I I totally agree. I think, you know, I think that. It's like I, rem- I remember back in the day, you know, writing songs for the sake of trying to make the best guitar parts or for the sake of trying to make the drums crazy or whatever. And um, if you listen to true pop music, all those elements are in there. You know what I mean? Whether it be Gaga or uh, Katy Perry or uh, Lil Wayne or anything like there's a lot of elements in that music that are from other genres and things. And I that's what I like about it. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But you do have a good point where if it's not popular, I guess it's not really pop music, right? And and I also like that because I feel like there's a lot of room in pop music to do different shit, you know, yeah. to experiment. Yeah, It feels free, kind of. Yeah, there's you know?
0: there's so much stuff that you can do within the confines of pop music that I think a lot of people do overlook or sometimes dismiss just because they don't want to, you know, admit that you know something on the radio they like just because it's on the radio or because right. it's popular you know people have this uh they really romanticize being part of the counterculture yeah but I, at the end of the I day nobody's that. that nobody's that unique though true. you know what i mean like true
1: and if it is good i mean people are going to find out about it yeah. like you know it's going to explode and that's what i found and like i was listening to you know lil peep before he blew up and then he died unfortunately he passed away but um I remember feeling like, man, I found another artist that like no one knows about and I felt cool. And then all of a sudden it's on the front of the news and it, it does make you feel kind of like, like, oh, that was my little secret, you know? Other people oh, didn't sure, know. Sure. But but then it's like, well, don't you want the artist to touch as many people as possible? I know I know that's what I'm assuming most artists, one is just to, to reach uh-huh. as many people as they can. You know? I remember the first time I ever... Felt
0: that feeling about feeling that you know an artist that I really liked was uh-huh. uh, being stolen by the by pop uh-huh. was corn. Oh, okay. Way back in the day, because I like okay. I I I was a uh, yeah. Love basically, porn. I had a I had an upstairs neighbor from my dad who was mm-hmm. like you know like a fifteen year old kid that skateboarded cool uh-huh. as shit, and he like he showed me corn. Yeah before like corn really blew up right. so i kind of knew about it Dude, totally. and then it you know it it went from you know uh being you know made fun of in the seventh grade for wearing a corn t-shirt because nobody yeah. knew what it was oh, to definitely all of a sudden being cool because i had a corn t-shirt you know because yeah. they're on trl and shit absolutely and i was like what the fuck why does everybody like corn you know that's my yeah, shit yeah and I, then i went through the same shit with them <laughs> I, I was like friends
1: with a kid that just transferred from new york in like elementary school. And he was like, you have to check out corn. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. (laughs) And there was like two or three of us in the school that wore corn t-shirts. Hell yeah. Big baggy, like, uh, Adidas pants and stuff. Yeah. Those are fun times. That was the fucking move, man. Hell yeah. yeah. So
0: in terms of your personal creative output, you know, whether it be more rock driven or synth driven, Uh um, it's always been from a, pop background did you ever play in any like more experimental or
1: work with more experimental or heavier music or anything like that um definitely definitely i feel like you know i'm a fan of making albums so i've made quite a few like 10 plus track you know collections of music and there's always three or four pop tracks that are really accessible and then there's a couple like weird ones where i really get into my element whether it be like acoustic or some weird long emo thing you know what I mean sure but with that being said I feel like the whole like emo type genre has always been in my music because I've always uh been really I, I I do music because of the emotional aspect of it because I I have to like it's a it's a therapy for me you know it's it's not really like a job or anything it doesn't feel like a job it just feels like something I have to do daily otherwise I get really lost you know I get depressed or whatever. And it's, it's kind of saved my life in a lot of aspects. So, so I just allow myself to do what I'm feeling at the time. Yeah. You know, and uh, recently the, the hip hop stuff kind of came into play a lot heavier. Um, I don't really know why I just got really into it. You know, I felt like over the last 10 years I got really into hip hop. I started with like Kanye and his earlier stuff. And then, and then it just went from there, you know, all the artists that he influenced, and um, and then of course living in LA it was a very hip hop kind of scene I was in. Uh, all my friends were into it, and once I started making it, I realized I was kind of good at it, and uh, I was good at making beats because I started as a drummer, so yeah. I, I can play, you know, a drum set all day, and and just having those beats in there actually really kind of it actually made me feel like I finally had this, I I almost felt like I was always missing something in my music. Like I'd put out stuff, people would really enjoy it. And I felt very lucky, but I'd always kind of be like reaching for something. But now that I have this, these beats and this, this whole kind of like hip hoppy kind of influence, it kind of feels like completing the story in a way. Cause now I have the freedom to like speak or rap or sing as well as the beats can be anything, you know, any type of vibe. And, um, I just got really into it, you know? Just like the uh the influence it has too, I think is really, really huge on people, yeah, I mean,
0: in a way, I mean, it's like hip hop is like at the top of pop,
1: yeah, now, you know what I mean, like those two
0: are pretty fucking synonymous, yeah
1: yeah and and right now, hip hop is definitely in a place where it needs to transition into something else, uh because I feel like there's a lot of copycats and there's a lot of like almost like it feels like preset music. Like you can just pick a beat and just write something about ice on your neck and stuff. That's how a lot of it is. That's how a lot of it's
0: made. Unfortunately, like it's really, I feel like I'm very conflicted when I think about this where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I let's say I'm an, I'm an aspiring rapper. Right. Uh, and I want to, make a track. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I need to, you know, link up with somebody local that makes beats and do something. I can just go on SoundCloud, Right. YouTube. download a beat or rip a beat off YouTube Definitely. on my phone. Uh-huh. I can record my vocals on my phone, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and release it on my phone. Definitely. And now it's like, you could do all this stuff. Definitely. And there's, I feel like there's a lot of artists. I love the idea that that access to technology is there. Yeah. And that everybody can do it. But it also yeah. really muddies the waters because there's a lot of, a lot of temporary shit that's out there mm-hmm. and it like really bottlenecks everything. Cause mm-hmm. you know, everybody's getting their shit on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So but a lot of those people that have stuff on Spotify, like they'll release one or two singles and then right. they'll never release anything else. Right. Definitely. And it makes it really hard for people that are putting out like consistent content or full mm-hmm. albums and things like that. You I mean, you mentioned the ear an album guy. How do you yeah. feel about the like single culture that we live in now? It's
1: it's, it's kind bu- of tough to keep up with because when I write, well, singles do this thing where when you release a single, if it blows up, it's kind of like, where do we go from here? And I'm seeing that happen over and over and over again where an artist will have a single blow up and then because albums are like not allowed anymore, they're too long, there's too much material. Um, it's kind of like, it's it's hard for them to make another single that can maybe be as impactful. And it's also hard for them. I I, I don't know. I can't really explain it, honestly, because I feel like things are changing right now to where artists are almost... Ex- it's cool for an artist to release like a 30 track album because people need more music. And it's, I, a, it's one you know, or the other, right? Yeah. And it's it feels, so weird. It has a lot to do with the industry is why I think I don't have a clear answer on that. I feel like it's because their labels, I feel like a lot of times are kind of just, you know, making room for someone. And then when their single dies out, it's like, why make another single? Why not just sign another artist? You know what I mean? And I think that's what is kind of happening. And that's why, I'm kind of advocating for more albums because it helps to define the artist. You know what I mean? That's my big thing. Yeah, It
0: really bums me out whenever I'll come across somebody like on a Spotify playlist just mm-hmm. to stay within that realm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Whoa, this is a really tight song. And I go on the artist's page and it's like, there's nothing there. It's like yeah. maybe one other single mm-hmm. and it might be from like two or three years ago. And it's mm-hmm. like, what are, what is this person doing?
1: Mm-hmm. And it makes well, when two years have gone by. I mean, you're definitely not creating because it's like, it's like
0: either you are creating and like there's some weird like label thing that's bottlenecking your shit. Right. Or right. like whatever. It just bums me out no matter what the outcome is. Because yeah. it's like nobody makes a really, really tight song
1: and just has that one song. Uh-huh. You know, there's other shit. It's like, why? Yeah why aren't we getting albums? Like little Nas is a great example of that. I think like he came out with a banging single and then it blew up so big that like now people are performing it without him. And like people don't care about him making another song. They just no, care that, about that song. Yeah. And then if it's big for a year, I mean, next year, there's going to be a new oh, need for oh, something different. That
0: track's going to be like the fucking, like the Macarena. Exactly. And like 15, 20 years from now. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? That's going to be.
1: And is that bad or good? Wedding. I, I it's like, it's, it's going to be wedding DJ music.
0: There. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, I have no beef with that song or anything. So I'm not no, saying anything like that to like, I love you it. know, this yeah. the dude, but mm-hmm. totally. It just has it like written all over it. Like, mm-hmm. and like that kind of like that temporary, almost meme like shit that happens yeah. with a lot of music these days kind of bums me out.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I felt a little victim to that because I just started releasing songs for Purple Child in April and I dropped my first one. It was, I felt really well received within my niche. And then I dropped another one that was well received, but then I got sick. So I basically took the last four months off because uh, I wanted to focus on my health and myself because I knew that if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to make any more music. So, um, but that was unintentional. Like I I definitely plan on dropping a full album full of music. And a lot of the reason why I want to do that is because I love to tour and travel. And I feel like you can't really do that unless you have a nice collection of music that people can dive into. You can't really tour on a single, you know what I mean? Unless you're just doing appearances, which I've done before. And they're not really fulfilling, you know, I like to play sets, you know, Uh and that's just what I like to do. So, so I think even if it's not commercially successful, I'm still cool with that. As long as I'm able to go out there and just perform every night or, or do whatever, you know, That's totally understandable. I'm, and
0: I'm like dealing with this thing now where with Sykes and the new violence, we're, we're working on the next batch of material that will eventually be the next album. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, you know, it's like, What do I want to do? How do I want to go about releasing this? Even though as much of an album guy as I am, Uh part of me wants to like release like a physical, like whenever that music's done, like I have physical copies of, you know, a CD, maybe a vinyl, Mm -hmm. everything like you can get it at shows. Mm -hmm. But in terms of releasing it online, maybe I'll release it at one song at a time. Right. Over the course of, you know, six months. Yeah instead of putting it all out at once. Yeah. So my album promo is just dropping singles one at a time. Mm-hmm. If you come see me, you can get the whole fucking thing. But mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it online, it's not going to happen until right. everything's been released. That's like what I'm thinking. That's
1: I'm trying to find a way to balance both
0: yeah. worlds.
1: I think that's a great idea. I actually thought about the same thing. I was like, well, cause I, I have a collection of uh, like maybe 15 tracks right now. And the first two singles I released are from that collection. And I planned on just, Every month, you know, popping one out. But like I said, I I got sick and was in and out of the hospital, and I just wasn't focused on it. Yeah. So I took a pause. But coming back in, that that is the plan, to, to, you know, drop one, drop another, drop another, and then put out the album for the people that want it, but then have some new stuff ready for right after that. Yeah, There's you know? kind of
0: like this this fun freedom right now where, you know, it's like we're doing cool stuff, but like we don't necessarily like – I mean, I don't honestly don't know about your situation in terms of like if you're contracted under anybody, or if you have any sort of obligations to release music.
1: Do you? Um, I I do have a contract, but it's a great contract. Okay, and so. it's allowed me. I've been in it for for a while now since I before I moved to LA a long time ago, okay. and um, just me and a couple people, and uh, they basically just want me to do what I want to do and do it as hard as I can, Well, you know? I guess that's the point that I'm getting at was that it's really cool. I, I'm not under contract to
0: anybody. I just do whatever the fuck I want yeah. and... I mean, sometimes that works in my favor. Sometimes it it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. It might be be helpful to have some advice from somebody, some guidance, because I think I make a lot of really shitty mistakes when it comes to marketing at times. Do I totally relate. (laughs) I totally relate. (laughs) I don't know. know, I I like the idea of, though, just like if this is what I want to do, this is what I feel like. Mm -hmm. This is how I want to put my art out into the world. That's just Mm -hmm. what I feel like it's my call.
1: Definitely. I mean, if I would assign to... a a typical label I feel like my life would be so different right now like I probably would not have enjoyed it at all because of how limiting it can be and how maybe like I wouldn't want to go on a fourth or fifth tour playing the same songs maybe I want to make new music maybe I want to do this maybe I want to do that and that's what's kept me you know kept you know that's what gives me the energy to keep doing what I'm doing yeah because once someone's telling me what to do I lose interest pretty quick you know yeah Uh, which kind of sucks and You know, sometimes hurts me, but I guess, yeah, I mean, it depends on
0: what it is. Like it's a type of thing where it's really hard to take a critique and sometimes that sort of thing coming from whoever, if it's coming from the right person, even if they're saying something that you don't want to hear, Mm -hmm. it might be something that you have to hear.
1: So that's something that I, when I moved to LA, I was, uh, went out there with my business partner and we got a manager for me for the, the time I was out there for almost, he was basically with me for about five years. And his job was just to tell me what was wrong with everything that I did all the time. (laughs) And I loved it. I I, could use that, dude. Hold on. Yeah. I guess if I could. For sure. Yeah. If I could throw out a little piece for anyone out there listening, like I would try to get somebody that you trust to tear you a new one as much as possible (laughs) in in the right ways. You know, that's awesome. He would tell me all the time, like, you can't sing this song. You know, this song doesn't work. Your image, this picture sucks. This video sucks. And all it did was make me better. And if you can find the right team of people to direct you in the right way, it can only help, you know. You can't listen to all the fans or people out there. Uh, You can't listen to all of them because you'll never do what you want to do. But if you do have, you know, one or two people in your life that can you when you're doing something wrong it, it's it It definitely changed the game for me because i feel like i was making a lot of mistakes in the beginning over and over kind of without realizing it
0: i feel like it's it's that uh the idea of like you know you have a uh a, a baby and you think that you know your baby's the cutest baby in the world but it might not be the cutest right. baby in the world right I mean, you kind of need somebody to be like hey you know it's like fighting with the other your, kids your kid's kind of ugly yeah exactly <laughs> you know, like,
1: exactly yeah. And you're, you're not that special. And that's something to, to remember, you know, cause yeah. Like, yeah. and even if like, even if your stuff is great, it's
0: still, there's still kind of a, an element to it that doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. Cause there's lots of great art, yeah, which is like, it's very inspiring, but I know that that idea can really tear a lot of people down too. Yeah, it can. And just having to just accept that mm-hmm. idea of like, well, I mean, you know, there Mm -hmm. are other people, there's thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people doing exactly what we're trying to do. Right. Right. But
1: it's not really about them and whatever their journey is. Mm -hmm. It's about your journey and your day to day. Definitely. I I mean, I know even like in town here, like there's a lot of like competition between acts. Like I, I can feel it sometimes when I meet people in other acts or something, they like, you know, it's like not about becoming a friend it's more about finding out what they're doing so that you can do that or so that you know, it, it, it just feels kind of competitive in, yeah. in any city in any town um so i try to just stay away from that as much as possible because i'm kind of like a sensitive dude sometimes so when things get personal and shit like yeah that really brings me you down i know i know. You know?
0: I really haven't dealt with the competition thing a whole lot personally, but what I have dealt with is meeting a lot of people that like only want to fuck with you. If they have, if you have something that you can give them, yeah, like something to offer them. Yeah. But as soon as there's nothing, you know, as soon as that there's nothing for you to offer them, it's just like, well, they're just on to, you know, wherever else they
1: can get something. Definitely. that That's so. And that's, it's a huge bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. I mean, I, I, I've always been a you know, a songwriter, so I feel like if I can offer anything it's songs. And I, I've fallen victim to that many times, especially in older bands. Like people just wanna play with you to play your songs but they don't want to like hang out with you or say anything nice about you and stuff you know so it, it does suck and that's the main reason why i kind of went the route that i went because i know my intentions are good with my music i just want to make people feel good like it makes me feel and i don't really care if someone hates it or someone likes it you know it, if it makes me happy and it's up to like my standard or whatever then i'm totally a hundred percent good yeah. good with it
0: you know i've been having a lot of people in my listener question threads uh-huh. asking about like my definition of success. Uh-huh. And this is a question now that I've, I've answered it a few times on the show, but I'm curious about your personal definition of success in terms of, Damn.
1: you know, the, that's, that's... the world of music. Like how do you define success? Uh, I'm on both ends of the spectrum for that. Like number one for me nowadays is happiness because I've battled with, such bad depression in the past, like really low lows. And, um, and I was maybe doing things that were considered successful at the time, but I was not happy. And so the amount of followers, the amount of money that kind of started going out the window for me in terms of what I was focused on, because it doesn't matter if you get 10,000 plays a million plays. If you're not happy, like it's really not going to matter at all. Yeah, It's not going to do anything for you. So once I started focusing on doing music and doing things and playing with people that just truly make me happy, uh, a lot of things opened up and actually got more success that way. Um, but at the same time I do have like crazy, uh, not standards, but just like ideas for myself. Like, Oh, I want to do us tours or I want to, uh, sell a million albums or i want to you know get a million streams or whatever like those thoughts go through my head every day for sure and i work really hard to try to make that happen but at the end of the day i know like whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen yeah so i just do the best i can and i think it's just important to know that you've tried your best or done your best and you didn't listen to the wrong people or anything like that so success for me It's just like being able to wake up and feed my guinea pigs, (laughs) hang out with my girlfriend and, and go write music that I like. And, and I think the fact that I can still do that after doing it for so long is like a huge blessing, you know, totally. Uh, especially because, you know, there's some friends of mine that aren't here anymore today, you know, that have gone down the wrong roads. And, uh, you know, I battled with, uh, different, you know, addictions and things like that, that really kind of mess stuff up for me. And, um, being through all that and being like sober and clear minded and just focused on working has really changed my perspective on a lot of things. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm with you in terms of just like, I think that, you know, the, the center of the success has to be like within yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing else is going to matter. Yeah. And like, just in terms of like, you know, the very basic needs, like, you know, uh, you know, just like, does your spirit feel in check? I know that like some people right. are like, kind of like, they're not into that shit. And I'm not necessarily a super spiritual person uh-huh. or like, given the things, but I definitely think that there's just like a general vibe. Like, is your yeah. vibe, yeah. is your feeling, do you feel okay? Like, you know, yeah. like that's something that needs to be. Absolutely centered. And then like, you know, are you able, cause like with that, you're able to put, you know, a positive vibe or a positive energy Mm -hmm. out into the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And then that's only gonna, you know, leak into your work and then the people that help you get your work out there. And it just,
1: it spreads and it spreads a lot faster than the opposite energy of like, I want numbers, I want money, I want fans I mean, because if that does I mean, work that, out for you, it's going to take you down a really hard road that you might not be able to handle. I think that there's a positive way, though, to
0: be like, okay, well, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know, I want to get my numbers up and of course. things like that. But it I healthy. think it, it's just a matter of uh, the perspective of like how much and what that really means to you at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. And like what you are willing to sacrifice for that. I think that there's yeah. sometimes where, you know, you can, if you're willing to like sacrifice everything for, you know, the sake of, you know, just getting, you know, your Instagram numbers up. It's yeah. like, maybe you
1: got to take a step back. Definitely. Because people have done that, you know, they've sacrificed everything and I am. You know, and by, if you do that, you don't have anything left. And by
0: like sacrificing everything, I think what I mean being more specifically is like straying from the path of what you were originally setting out to do. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like sometimes there's a lot of artists that start in one thing, mm-hmm. but they want to get, you know, social media numbers up. So they mm-hmm. become this other thing. Right. And then they end up becoming in some aspects, it feels like they're something that they don't even want to be. Right. But they're just trying to keep the numbers up. Right, And at the end of it, it's like, well, what's the point? It's like, okay, now you're popular, but you're popular doing something that you're not even happy doing. Or in like, like, you know, like you're doing music, but you get popular doing, you know, goofy videos on TikTok. Totally. And it's like, okay, well, did you want to be a goofy video maker? No. Are you happy? No. Why? Because I wanted to do music.
1: Totally agree. It's like, well. I've gotten a lot of shit for that, actually. I think people that don't know me as a person have maybe accused me in the past of like, switching up genres and switching this up just to like get attention but the reality of it is is i've lost a lot of fans doing that and i kind of didn't care because i felt like if i'm going to do this people that like it are my real fans sure or friends or family or whatever um and the people that are going to like break me down because i want to try something artistically they're not really your supporters they just want you to be something they want you to be for their own selfish reasons. And, um, so yeah, I've, I've never done anything for numbers or exposure. Um, it just isn't who I am. It just never felt right. You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of opportunity to do that, especially in LA. And I just never, never pursued it. Totally. Yeah,
0: I know that you've done some stuff, you know, obviously like, You've done a lot of stuff with your music in terms of like getting it into other platforms, like with uh, like some television and mm-hmm. things like that. Can you dig a little bit into that and like the process of what it's like, you know, like licensing music and maybe like getting your getting your stuff onto like some Spotify playlists and all those, like the back the back door sort of mm-hmm. stuff of the music business that you've engaged with.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I know this might sound stupid, but like honestly. A lot of the, I feel like biggest opportunities I've had have come like out of nowhere. Like I, I don't know.
0: That kind of always seems to be how it is though, for real.
1: It's super weird. That sounds kind of like a cop out because it does. But, but at the same time, it takes a lot of hard work for someone to even consider giving you an opportunity. So like for instance, I was lucky enough to have written a song uh, called Across the World. And it's like an EDM track. And uh, I found uh, this kid named Zach in LA to sing on it. Cause I really dug his voice and it turns out his manager knew someone that was looking for a theme song and they just sent it to him. And he was like, I love this. I want this to be the theme song for my show. And, um, I was like, totally, it was totally unexpected. Um, and, uh, things just kind of work like that sometimes. But if I didn't you know, take it upon myself to search high and low for the right singer, to, to search for the right song, to put that out there, it never would have happened. So the biggest thing I think is just trying to better yourself every time you do something and never being discouraged if uh, you know, things aren't coming your way. But then again, there have been times where things don't come my way and I look at myself and I go, why? And generally it's because I'm not being real with myself or people can see through it. I feel like people are very intuitive. So, um, and for instance, the, the, like some other television stuff I did that, that came about just because I hit up an old friend of mine and was like, yo, do you want to make some music? And it turns out they were on a TV show and I didn't even know it. And before I knew it, there are cameras in my living room. So <laughs> it it was just kind of this thing where I was always putting myself out there. And for every success I had, I had a thousand rejections. Like I even I, I remember living in Pittsburgh and messaging every popular band in this city and never getting a response. People were always like, just not interested. You know what I mean? To, to for whatever reason. So I just took my business to LA and I had way more success there. So it just really depends on the timing, the place, you know, sure. typical Advice, I guess. So now now in
0: 2019, where we the are future. living, the future the that future. we're living in, you know, how yeah. do you think that location
1: plays no. a role? Well, now like in 2019? In the opposite way that it used to, yeah. I feel like that's why I don't live in LA anymore because I didn't feel like, you know, when I moved there, I it wasn't a situation of like, Oh, I have to move to LA to be famous or something. Like it was never that. It was just like, I knew that there were a lot of people there that I had already connected with that I wanted to pursue a few routes and it ended up working out. Yeah. Um, but now being back in Pittsburgh, this is the only place I want to be, uh, for two reasons really. Number one, cause I'm from here and I love the city and I love the people. It's been like a breath of fresh air to be back here. And two, because it's amazing to be out of the noise and to be able to focus on your music again cuz that is what's most important is to create the best music you can. You know, besides the videos, besides the photos, the music is is what sells it, is what does it.
0: I think sometimes it's really easy to get distracted from that too. Um that's something that I have had a big issue with in terms of, you know, uh even though Sykes and the New Violence isn't necessarily a solo project anymore. I still kind of am like the the puppeteer of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, sure, like, you know, I'm coming up with the core idea of these songs. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, well, you know, I got to think about our live show. I got to think about our merch, album artwork, mm-hmm. promoting, marketing, business, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to focus my attention on 20,000 different things. And like, sometimes I just, I forget about... Oh, just the music, the, making the music. It's really easy to overlook it when you're trying to manage all this other shit.
1: Yeah, I, I've had that problem. And actually, uh, maybe like a little piece of advice for anyone listening. Um, Like the burden of being a musician is that that is how it is now. But the good thing about it is if you can figure out how to divide your time, like divide your year. You know what I mean? Like I look yeah. at things like in quarters because I'm like super businessy nowadays so i think of things like <laughs> okay quarter one quarter two quarter three in the year like what's happening how's that gonna push this you know what i mean so totally yeah. if you look at the big picture it's a lot easier to be like okay i'm gonna make an album this month i'm gonna wake up every day put 12 hours in and make an album next month i'm gonna use all my marketing skills to market it the next month i'm gonna tour you know what i mean and if you can break it up um it makes it a lot easier. And that's why sometimes a single game doesn't appeal to me because it feels like you're just chasing your tail. Like, I put out a single and a month goes by, I marketed it the best I could. Now I have to make another single. You marketed it the best you can. Then another single. Yeah, you know, it's kind you of... you f- know. I just had this fucking realization. So there you go. Netflix
0: is doing really well. Yeah. Why? Because it's not scheduled television. It's like, you know, people... Stranger Things comes out, right? Yeah. And people have been waiting for this fucking thing. It comes out, they can binge all of it, or they can watch one episode at a time. The addiction is like way
1: higher now.
0: Yeah, because people don't want to have to always tune in and catch the next thing. Totally. But that's what we're doing with music. Instead of dropping full albums or full seasons of a show, we're making people wait for each episode or each song. Yeah. So how has that like... How have those two things happened where like people will binge an entire season? They'll spend eight hours watching all the Stranger Things. Yeah. But in some way, they when it comes to music, they prefer singles. They don't want to give you 40 minutes of time to listen to a full album. But they'll well, give you eight hours to watch Stranger Things.
1: My answer to that is I don't think people prefer singles. I think the, the industry prefers singles because okay. it's easier to blow something up and throw it away. It's super easy to find one song by an artist that's dope so you sign an artist back in the day they had to make what a hundred songs to well, make to make 15 that would make the album now there was even a lot of albums though back in the day
0: that just had the single and the rest right. was just totally duds but there was no streaming so you
1: had to put an album of material together yeah. just to even sell it right and that's everything's switched now now it's like you know, you can sign an artist based on how they look. Why? Because they only need one single. And if they don't have it, well, someone can write one song. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? I think that that's happening a lot. And, and, but, but in terms of the music business, I feel like it, it, for me, it's always been synonymous with like the fashion industry or the movie industry, like, like Netflix or whatever. And for the music industry to be so different than those right now, I think like might hurt it in the long run because it's hard to be consistent. And it, think about like owning a label that focuses on hip hop and then next year, hip hop's not popular. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it would be better to have a, um, artist that can tour on an album for two years. Like, and then, cause that creates a different dynamic with the fans. Like you become a more of a lifelong fan. I feel like when you do that, because you've invested more time into it. You know, when you've heard 15, like Lil Peep, like I've heard a hundred of his songs. You know, I'm a fan for life probably. But uh Comethazine, I I like two of his songs. They're amazing songs, but I'm not gonna be a fan for life because he hasn't like given me anything to invest in. You know what I mean? And I think those core values come into play, whether or not you're in the music industry or not. It's just kind of like anything you do you know what i mean if people the more people put into you the more they're gonna kind of get out of it too you know yeah that makes a lot of sense and you know rappers like future i feel like he kind of started the whole this whole thing you know uh, in terms of rap changing and he did it by dropping an album every couple months and and that's what why he is where he is and all the followers are in it are down here because (laughs) You know, it's, it's he did the work. He put out hundreds and hundreds of songs. Yeah. You know? So, it's interesting. I'd I'd like to be more on that cusp, where I, I can put out just tons of music, you know? Yeah, I wish that I
0: had the... I don't know. That's another thing, too, where, like, I almost said, I wish I had the time to do it, but I do have the time. But the problem with me is I'm splitting my, you know, my weeks up into, mm-hmm. you know, well, this day I'm gonna work on music and then this day I gotta work on promoting this or that. And then on top of everything, I'm trying to do this fucking podcast. And I got Which the you're great band out. and all
1: you're- this other stuff. But uh But it's cool to be dynamic like that. Like for me, I, I, I consider myself, uh, you know, I do music all the time, but also I love vlogging. I love doing reality style shit that shows off my life and my guinea pigs, my girlfriend, my studio and stuff. I like showing that side. I think also nowadays being a musician is not just making, or being an artist, I should say, is not just about making the music. Like you have to do other things because people started to realize that's makes you happier. Like even being an artist or a musician, Playing music all the time didn't make, uh, you know, a lot of musicians that aren't here anymore happy. And you can see that, you know, when you're forced to perform every night, you're forced to play the same songs all the time. You're forced mm-hmm. to be in the studio. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, Lil Peep wanted to, you know, go BMX riding or something, but he probably wasn't allowed because he had to just keep making music and stuff. And uh, I think... I think that's what's really cool about nowadays is is we have that little bit of freedom where you can cross promote and do different things, but you do have to be careful you don't wear yourself thin because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to do Instagram memes and I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to do vlogs and I'm going to YouTube and I'm going to try to make albums like you're not going to be able to do it. Like, you, you know, if you do too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, you know, it's a time management thing, really. I mean, you got to look up Gary V on, on YouTube. Do you know Gary V? Yeah. Yeah. I figured you did. Like I, he's like my mentor, (laughs) not literally, but you know, through YouTube. That dude stresses me out. Like not in a bad way. Just stresses me out. (laughs) When I first started, yeah. When I first started watching his stuff, I, I, I actually didn't, I was actually the opposite reaction. I was very relieved and it's because I thought I was the only one that was like that. Where I just was like crazy, obsessively, ridiculously committed to what I did. I didn't know that I was like, okay. I thought it was weird. I thought it was hurting me. But then when I got more into his content, I was like, okay, like this is what you can do with that energy. You can actually dominate your industry if you want to with that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's different. So everyone has different energy levels, you know, and it's all about just finding the balance of what makes you happy, I think you know, in terms of the work. Hell yeah. 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 I've been like, I fuck with that. Like
0: I've been trying so hard, obviously like with the new space and everything, like the podcast is something I really give a shit about. Yeah. You know, I've never, you're so good at I've it. Ne- Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've never made a fucking penny off of the podcast outside of selling t-shirts. It's really and great. And there's so much that's it. going into it. I want to keep fucking doing it. I want to grow, mm-hmm. but I'm always like, there's a voice in the back of my head. that's like, Oh, I'm not ready. Like I shouldn't, reach out to so-and-so because, you know, like, I, what do I have to offer them? And part of me now is just saying, just fuck it. Just send somebody a confident-ass email and maybe they'll show up.
1: Definitely. You know, face-to-face still, I feel like wins all day. Like, if you can meet someone, talk to them face-to-face, like, that goes so far. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, DMs and emails, like, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't get any luck doing that shit. Like sitting around emailing people all day. Like, cause all they're looking at is numbers and, well, and think, stuff. Well, you I know. think the other thing too, that's really hard about emailing or connecting now, I would
0: say back in the day, whenever we were checking our email at a time, like, okay, I'm home. I'm mm-hmm. going to sit down at my desktop computer and I'm going to <laughs> check my email right. because I have, I'm putting all of my attention into checking my email. Right. But now it's like you're getting an email. You might send out an email somebody gets it. It's in their pocket. They're fucking driving. Mm. And then by the time they actually get to look at it, you know, they have a fucking whole foods coupons and all this other shit that came in their email. It's all definitely, it's all filtered in. And then, you know, the end of the night, they're trying to filter through fucking 45 messages in 10 minutes. And if they don't
1: know who the fuck you are, it's not going to be real. Ain't going to happen.
0: Ain't going to happen. Just
1: yesterday, literally yesterday, I unsubscribed to, I think 15 different businesses in my email. I just was like, "What the fuck?" Like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, uh-huh. unsubscribe, and they're still coming in today from oh, other yeah. places. It's oh like, yeah, it's a, it's amazing the overload. So that's another reason to make your music really fucking good. You know, it's you know is to to. I feel like that's that's the X factor. You know, like I don't know. I don't know what else to really say. It's like
0: with a lot of people on another social media aspect. Uh, oh, you know, Facebook is suppressing my stuff. Uh, you know, Instagram's algorithms have me hidden. Mm-hmm. But you ever notice like if you post something that's just genuinely dope, like people will it like Goes it? crazy. Yeah. Maybe it's not that you're really getting suppressed. It's just that you're putting out crap. Yeah. And you have to kind of like tell yourself like, hey, if something didn't do good, it's not because Facebook's hiding your shit. In some yep. aspects, it does a little bit. But for the most part, it's maybe just because you're putting out something that people aren't interested in, so they're yeah. they're scrolling right the fuck past it. Dude, definitely. Overlooking it and like having that conversation with yourself as an artist to be like, how can I generate content that people are going to engage with? Even mm-hmm. if it's like versus instead of like so I feel like there's this thing now where like, you know, as an artist, I feel obligated to be posting shit every day, mm-hmm. but I can't make great content every day. Who can? Not many people. It's um, like, I feel like it's yeah. almost better to just take a fucking step back, work on something that's actually worth everybody's attention, mm-hmm. then post it. And then people will engage with it because you know, this is actually
1: something. I was just talking about that literally yesterday to, to someone I just met. And they were, they checked out my Instagram and they are like, not asking advice, but they were kind of like, well, I'm a photographer and I love what I do and I post every day, but it doesn't seem to be working. Like, what do you do? And I was like, I I went into the game thinking I was going to post every day, but then when, when I saw what that was going to look like, I was like, don't, just don't. I don't care if everyone does it or not. Like, I'm going to wait till the photos dope, till the videos dope, till the music's dope. Like, because... If that's what they're going to you for, like, why would you just post nonsense? You know what I mean? Totally. I feel like exponentially you'll lose, you know? And that's what Gary Vee talks about is, like, the good thing about what's happening now with social media is exposes a lot of people. So, like, everyone's allowed to post every day, but whose shit is good? Who, who cares about, like, what stuff do you care about, you know? And then it exposes a lot of people, like... And, you know, that's why I don't post every day because some days I'm just sitting there working and I don't feel like, you know, giving away that secret or or, you know, maybe it I don't think it would do good. But then again, you know, I think it's it's different mediums like on the story. I I don't think about it. Like if it's a story or something, I could post all day on the story because it's a different medium. But if you're talking like, you know, Facebook, YouTube, like heavy pieces of content. It is best to just wait until you have something good. Something that you believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can kind of feel like, you know, when you're uploading something, you know, it's going to fucking work. If people are going to like it, like you can feel before you hit that post button, like you already know, at least for me, I'm like, oh, people are going to dig this video. Like this came out of nowhere. Like people are going to be like, what? You know what I mean? And and I kind of just try to shoot for that, you know? And sometimes it happens a lot. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. Yeah. You I know. think as an artist or a band or whatever,
0: it it comes, it's really easy to come off looking very desperate. Oh my God. That's, and like, yeah, you know, yeah, and, dude. and the other, the, the other thing too is, is like, you know, if you're a band and like you're posting that you're playing shows and nobody's liking the post, it's like, nobody cares because you're a band. You're mm-hmm.
1: supposed to play shows. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Right. And what's a photo? Like, yeah. you can't listen to the photo. It's just a, it's a filler, you yeah. know, sometimes. And that's cool. You know, that's another thing that people talk about too, is like, don't get so caught up on the amount of likes. Cause maybe you do post a photo of your bass guitar and it gets 50 likes, but like, maybe you want that photo to be out there. And that's cool too. Like, it's not all about, you know, the numbers and stuff. It's about the, the whole, for me, it's about like legacy, like like 10 years from now, like how do I want people to view me? You know? And I I could try to stick to that a little more than in the moment, you know? Yeah. And if social media is like
0: a, like Instagram, let's say Instagram is like just visual communication between yourself and the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all, it would almost be the, like expecting to post something and have hundreds of people like every single post is the equivalent of like, every time I say something, I make a room bust out laughing
1: not going to happen no it's not going to happen
0: sometimes yeah. you're going to say something and you're people are totally right people are going to agree
1: with you I'm like okay that's a good analogy you for know. that yeah i i totally agree and the thing about art i feel like too is at least for me i feel like art is all about like the dichotomy of things like art is supposed to be unexpected and weird and and hit you like a truck sure so why post every day at three? That's kind of expected. You know what I mean? It's like for me as an artist, I I just don't feel like that that's going to give them the, the reaction that I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, I've gotten to a point now where I've tried my
0: best. So it's like one, was I at my happiest using any social media? Mm-hmm. And it was at a time when, I wasn't thinking about schedules or right. algorithms. If I had something to post, I would post it. Right. If I didn't, I did it.
1: Like MySpace so, days. So
0: now, yeah. So now yeah. that's kind of where I try to be. Yeah, It's like, that's oh good. shit, you know, we we took this cool band promo. Okay, let's post it. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, oh, let's wait for fucking Thursday at 3 p.m. Because it's fucking, you know, we're going to drive the most traffic then. It's like, who the f-
1: There's no... It's not even a real thing. I I feel like because what drives where your fans are on a Thursday, my fans might be Sunday morning. Sure. I feel like if you're analyzing
0: that sort of stuff and just putting out like music, you're in the wrong industry. Yeah. It's like if you want to pay attention to that stuff, you should be in some world that makes a lot more money because you could be making a killing Dude, totally digging into like numbers and algorithms and charts and yeah. things like that just to get your dumb little yeah.
1: heavy metal song noticed go like, manage some instagram thoughts you know what i mean yeah and, and put their stuff out every day because <laughs> yeah. that's what is happening to it you know what i mean yeah and it's really cool i think to play with it too like you know people expect you to do something on instagram will do the opposite like it's cool to just like mess with people's heads and stuff. I feel like, you know, like I, uh, you know, w- what did I do recently? Uh, I, I think just the way I released my video, uh, my last single, I'm a do me. I put it out in just a completely different way. Like I put it out on, um, you know, I focused on the YouTube more than the Facebook for whatever reason. I just want to try it. But, but really I focused on the Instagram more than all of it, which I never did before for a release. And I was just like, I know my people are here. I'm going to give it to them here and I'm just going to, you know, mold it to, to make it easier for them as opposed to like, oh, I'm on iTunes. Go buy it on iTunes. It's like, no, I know that they don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, you know, I feel like you're really good at it uh, post, you know, doing your thing. I feel like every time you post, it's there's like a reason for it. And, and it might be a band photo, it might be a podcast. I think it's a really cool dynamic that you have, you know, going on. And um, if more people could just look at it like that, I think it would help them, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. trying to split it up. It helps now because like I've tried to create, you know, uh, unique social media for all the stuff, mm-hmm. but it's become a problem because, you know, it's okay, I got Sykes and then I got Sykes and New Violence and then I got the podcast and mm-hmm. I got Greywalker, yeah, and yeah. I got MySpace Night and all these things. right? So I got, you know five six different things times you know three or four social media platforms all of a sudden the managing a couple dozen social media accounts it's it's (laughs) it's like whoa (laughs) like this got way out of hand real fast yeah
1: totally (laughs) well you know just stick to the things that you really like doing also like if like i got rid of twitter like two years ago i mean I, i was bumping on there for a minute but then when it started to die, I was like, screw this. I don't have time for this. Like, I, I just don't. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I have it. So
0: it's there. Uh, you know, it always looks like really, because there was a time like Gray Walker didn't have an active Twitter for a while. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it looked hella unprofessional and we were getting, we'd be like out of town playing shows and we'd be the only band that wasn't tagged
1: mm-hmm. because we didn't have a Twitter to tag. I totally understand. And it's like, Fuck. Like, you know, that looks a little shitty. So we should probably make one. There's, I think you reach a point, you know, like. Like for me, I feel like yeah, if I got to a point where I'm messing with all these venues and agencies and they're on all like LinkedIn and Twitter, then yeah, I'm going to have to have all that stuff. But maybe at that point I'll have someone that can help me manage it. You know what I mean? Totally. Hopefully, hopefully maybe not. But um right now I'm just putting all the energy into things that I kind of have control over, I guess. Yeah. You know. And Instagram just seems to work for me because it it just does. I, I don't know why really like like facebook's cool too because i get to connect with people um in the city which is really dope uh you know that's how i became a fan of your stuff i just was seeing it all the time yeah back when i was in la you know and i was just a huge fan so and i meant to you know check in earlier but like i said when i moved here i uh like put out some music and i got sick for like four or five months so yeah it's been a minute
0: You you mentioned that a few times how are you doing now what happened? Be okay.
1: I can walk. <laughs> yeah, you made it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh in April, like the month that I released my single, uh I found a tumor on me that I had to get removed. So, uh it took a long time for them to even figure out what it was. At first they told me it was normal, and then I was watching it grow. And I was like, okay, this is not normal. So then I just had to get test after test. It was just a few weeks ago, actually, when when things got serious. I was in the hospital like every other day, and then just on Friday they cut it out of me. So I feel super blessed. Yeah, I spent. I can't
0: believe you're sitting here right now. That's fucking crazy.
1: I can't really either, honestly, because it was so bad when it happened on Friday. Like I was out of this world when i woke up from the surgery i was like not doing well yeah but uh i powered through it i don't know like i think just being totally sober and sticking with that has helped my body so much oh, i fucking <laughs> bet dude holy shit so yeah. i don't i don't plan on you know relapsing again or anything like that, but um, it was really, yeah, it was really scary. You know, I spent a couple of weeks like wondering if I was going to live, you know what I mean? Which was really weird. I never had to go through that and just not knowing uh, changed my perspective on like my music, my life, you know, yeah. and coming back into it. I feel kind of better than ever. I feel like I was like given another chance because it easily could have went the other way. And, and also when I was in LA, like I was battling some real serious depression. Like, you know, I'd uh, gone through a couple, you know, situations out there that were just like really hard for me to kind of deal with. And, you know, I had some low points, like waking up in the bathtub, you know, at 7am with the water on me, like, wow, I could have drowned last night, you know, and like self harm and stuff. So it was rough. And there's a lot of times when I feel like I've been given like this card, like, all right, dude, like get your shit together and just go back out there and try harder. So I feel super blessed to even, uh, be considering making a new album and stuff. So I kind of want to make it the best one I've made. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's the fucking point, you know? Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so whenever this does come out and everything that you have prior, where can people find this shit? Plug your stuff, my
1: dude. um, you go to purplechild.com, P-R-P-L-C-H-L-D.com. He the, spells it better than me, obviously. Yeah, I don't fucking know it. It's all good. <laughs> it's a little confusing, but everything I do is. So um It's being you, human, right? Human.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of websites. I, I like making them. I I feel like it's it's like having someone over at your house. You know what I mean? You can make it look the way you want. Yeah. You, you can really give it's like everything I do is on there. So Um, you can visit my website and it could just take you from there. So, um, when I first moved here, uh, I was lucky. I, um, the Pittsburgh music magazine did a little review on my stuff and I felt really lucky for them to give me, you know, a shout out and, uh, that was really cool. So I plan on just spreading the word more and just trying to perform as much as possible. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fucking awesome, man.
1: Yeah. You got anything lined up or
0: you're just kind
1: of um,
0: working on a lot of stuff right now?
1: I I don't because, um, like I said, I, I literally got out of the hospital yeah, on I Friday. So, yeah. so <laughs> I intentionally like didn't think about anything but my health and my family for a while. And coming out of it, I can feel the fire in me. Hell yeah. You know, ready to go. So it's just about... You know, it's just about dropping some more music and just getting back on the horse and just booking shows like we always do. So
0: it's fucking killer, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I like definitely wish you the best. Thanks. I look forward to seeing everything that's, you know, coming up. Thank you, bro. I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that you're here. It was awesome to finally get to meet you and chat. Here we
1: are. Yeah. Shooting the shit. And I'll be at your Brillo Box thing.
0: Oh, tomorrow? tomorrow. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to come by. All right, dude. Yeah, I hope so. you can be there. That'd yeah, be fucking definitely. tight, dude. That yeah. should be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. And I think that like we pretty much covered the basis here. You know, we're yeah. we're an hour in, but I'll tell you what, you know, you drop some shit, we'll come back, we'll chat some more. Cool. We'll it do it again great. sometime, dude. It'd be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and keep doing what you're doing, man. It's uh, it's
0: inspiring. So thank you, man. Yeah. It's really, it's it's good to hear that. I, it's one thing that I I definitely want to encourage anybody. You know, today, I would say this could be my thing for people to do today. Do this. You got to do this. If you know somebody in the local music scene, art scene, even like they're a fucking a registered nurse. I don't know. If you know somebody that does something, one. they work really. <laughs> 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 if you know somebody that does something and they're really fucking good at it. Just fucking let them know today. Yeah, shoot them a message right now and just be like, hey, I know this might be a little weird and this might be out of nowhere, but hey, you know, like Cynthia, you've been killing the nurse game, you know, and think you work really hard at what you're doing. And sometimes maybe you get down on yourself and you think maybe you shouldn't have gone to school for this or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is, just let somebody know that you're recognizing their work, because I feel that a lot of times like we don't hear it, you know, we get a lot of validation just out of like likes or retweets and all this like stupid like superficial stuff Mm -hmm. just take that extra second and let somebody know that you're proud of that you're actually proud of them I think it'll it makes a world of difference you know I always like I'm like very fucking humbled whenever like somebody's just like hey like I
1: really enjoy the podcast Mm -hmm. it means a lot you know what they say you know what they say right I I don't know (laughs) what a DM is worth a thousand likes (laughs) (laughs) Hell
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking tight uh, and uh, that's all folks thanks so much for listening hope you guys. enjoyed the conversation one more time Dusty Ray aka Purple Child aka the dude with the hair that's what's aka up. <laughs> <laughs> your boy I don't know I'm just okay. making up names I'll be back again next time with another episode same time maybe same place for sure Same channel. Totally. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2019. Woo. Woo. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys.
1: Fade that shit out. That slow fade. All right. And we're done. Beautiful.